Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bottom Line with Bob and Kendall Ehrlich. Please visit our website, BobErlich.com. It is, includes everything, all Bob Ehrlich, all the time. Everything from his current writings to, at the Western Journal to this podcast and everything else that you want to hear uh, right there at BobErlich.com. Kudos again to Drew Ehrlich, our oldest son, who spent the uh, last month or so with his friend Wade Osler putting this uh, website together. I guess a lot and of a stuff little shout out shelf. to Mike, a little shout out to Michael Walden oh, as well. He's he's the best, the pro. But a lot of this stuff is off the shelf these days. These kids are ingrained in in cyberspace and computers, and they've grown up with it, and they know what to do. And great job, all. Uh, with regard to the new book, you I, I, I gave you a sneak preview uh, last night. You read the concluding you did. chapters. I'm a little biased about your writing, <laughs> as you know, so I'm, I'm not the most objective. Uh, but it's a great book, and people are going to have a lot to compare after they read it. Well, original, unconventional, and inconvenient, Donald J. Trump and his mega movement really says it all. It's, again, not a sycophonic view. It is certainly not a critical in the sense of disagreeing with someone philosophically view. It's, I hope people will find, a detached analysis of the whys and wherefores, the modus operandi, the, the why he did it, how he did it, the reasons he did it, how he went about his business as president, and in my view became a very successful as successful, quite frankly, as Ronald Reagan or more with regard to policy. And we hope you will buy it. It's on pre-sale now on Amazon. And it's um, a political phenomenon. Uh, yeah, yeah. It is part of American history ingrained. And uh, your analysis examines that. Why that happened, how that happened, uh, like it or not, whether you like the personality or not. I happen to love the personality, but whatever that may be, um, you know, it was a dynamic personality that set forth a dynamic agenda. And how a... At the particular right time. Very, very wealthy person could speak to middle America, flyover America, forgotten America, the American middle class, the American working class, blue-collar America, Americans that work with their hands, how he could not just speak to them, but... but generate a relationship this tight that remains to this day, by the way, and will be seen in the future and change both political parties, driving the Democrats further left and in a very real sense, changing the base of the Republican Party. Um, Also, I think it came from a real love of this country, which based on what's happening today has been resented by many. Good point. Uh, third, initial observation here, new school choice poll. We are big school choicers. Anybody who listens to any of my speeches, uh, anyone who looks at our website, anybody who knows my history, your history, our history, knows how central education, education reform is to how we view the world and what we see as the legitimate new civil rights movement, what should be the civil rights movement. New school choice poll from Real Clear Opinion Research. 83% of Republicans support school choice, no surprise. 70% of Democrats support school choice, 
a surprise. Well, I have to say that after this very difficult year of COVID, I think a lot of people are paying much more attention to education, what their child is being taught, looking at more options, and certainly school choice allows for those options. And let me just brag on you for a minute that you were the first to get legislation here in Maryland for school choice. Kudos to you. Unfortunately, has been a little watered down by subsequent governors. But at any rate, um, let's just say that kudos to you and putting that out there and allowing that to there be cho- school choice in Baltimore City in particular for regions that are just devastated in many ways. And what my dear wife was referring to was the fact that we passed a charter school authorization bill in Maryland, uh, not the strongest in the world. We still have the very strong Maryland State Teachers Association here over the years fighting choice at every turn, including nationally these days. So, again, school choice, part of this civil rights revolution we hope to see come to fruition in the not-too-distant future. Fourth item, Olympics. Uh, We typically tune in to the Olympics every couple of years. We like watching the track and field, certainly. We like watching the swimming. A little less so this year, diminished interest on the part of the Ehrlichs. I'll be interested to see what... The national rating show, uh, probably unfair. Most of our athletes are clearly patriotic. The stories are wonderful. The parents, the tears. Love hearing the stories. But part of the Olympics is the flag raising. Part of the Olympics is national pride. Part of the Olympics is you identify with this athlete. Well, it's national competition. <laughs> yeah, representing your <laughs> That's country. That's what it is. <laughs> representing your country. Uh, we obviously have seen with Gwen Berry. In track and field, the U.S. Uh, women's soccer team, again, just a bummer. Just just a bummer. Again, I go back to my uh, example from last week. We've used it many times in public speaking engagements. You can go to the grocery store, and that cashier who handles your money and, and rings you up, that person has every right to his or her First Amendment, but that person does not have a right to give his or her political opinions to you as you sit in line in the grocery store. That's his or her place of employment. Same thing here with regard to the NFL or the Olympics. It, we're just losing it a little bit as a country, and I suspect you'll see the results in diminished TV ratings. It's a shame. It's a shame, I, I, babe. I think you're you're right about that. Last initial observation. Uh, this goes back to what we're going to be talking about in the next few minutes, but. House committee cuts enforcement budget, the ICE budget, despite situation at the border. They they cut the ICE budget in the House of Representatives, knowing full well what's going on at that border, mm-hmm. the chaos at that border, that southern border today. There's just no explanation for that. Well, there is an explanation, babe. Well, no <laughs> rational explanation. Yeah, no rational explanation. Well put. No rational explanation. Uh which leads to what we're going to be talking about the next 10, 15 minutes, which is part two of narratives. Narratives by the press, narratives by the left-leaning press, methodology, methodology typically employed being gaslighting. We talked about this last week, gaslighting being the methodology by which you are able to deny the reality. You, you continue to deny reality to your, your observer, your viewer, your customer, uh, despite 
facts on the ground despite reality itself. So, Despite pictures. <laughs> <laughs> so last week we talked an awful lot about, geez, I have the notes here. We talked about Russia, Russia, Russia. We talked about border, nothing to see here. We talked about voting, return of Jim Crow. What? What a joke uh, with regard to common sense voting reforms. We talked about the First Amendment at risk, people denying that, nothing to see here on campus, particularly with hate speech and speech codes and all that stuff. We talked about upsurge in violent crime, not related to defund police. Are you kidding me? Nothing to see here. So this week we came up with a few more. Actually, we came up last week. We didn't have time to discuss uh, these issues, but women's sports. You were a very good high school lacrosse player. Uh, I was a college football player. Our kids are jocks. We love athletics. No secret in Ehrlich family. Baseball, football, basketball, golf, you name it. Uh, we love sports. We love women's sports. We will from time. We're not huge women's sports fans, but you will catch me watching women's lacrosse. Kyle, I know you love watching women's lacrosse. I do. I watch women's golf. Right. Um, we have two boys. Obviously, we don't have a daughter, but... We know a lot of people. We know many, many people who have daughters, who are jocks, who are uh, some have well, used their athletic talent to get from high school to college on right. scholarship. Um, Title IX, in this respect, has been a wild success. It has publicized women's sports. It's given girls an opportunity to compete. It, just like boys, in, in that sense, it's been wonderful. In addition, right now, the Olympics are going on, and, and Olympic sports are typically sports. Many of those athletes come from colleges and competing in there, and, and yeah. the women's events that are throughout college. And uh, like you said, many people get through college and to college by their excelling in their in their sport. And it's fun to watch the women run and uh, the, the women gymnastics. do. The, the gymnastics, gymnastics is amazing. So... So you see it, and, and you encourage it, and it, it should be. But yet, it, it is different than male sports. <laughs> yeah, it's, and boys and girls are different. <laughs> right. They are very different, and there's lots of evidence out there to prove that. <laughs> just ask Billie Jean King. Well, common sense. Common sense. <laughs> right. It's just, it's common sense. But again, the narrative, eh, maybe not so much. The narrative, nothing to see here. Nothing to see here when trans athlete boys compete in girls track and field and just blow away the field. And we're not supposed to notice this. We're not supposed to think there, there's something wrong here. We're supposed to see this as a matter of equality when the girls literally, in these cases, have no chance to win. You've seen feminists now increasingly speak up. Good for them. You've They've seen also parents. been criticized. Yes. Yeah. They know they're going to get hit. They know they're going to hit by the popular culture, but good for feminists who spoke up on behalf of, of girls. Uh, again, no one wants to discriminate. There should be, in, in my view, uh, access for trans athletes to compete against other trans athletes. Got no problem there. But we're not supposed to notice that biological girls can't win these traditional meets against uh, 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 trans folks, and it's, it's a problem. So, again, Title IX has been, uh, for the most part, a wild success in America. Girls are empowered more than they ever have been in our country. Girls' athletics, big part of youth, big part of high school, big part of college. Again, uh, we were talking about gymnastics the other day, playing golf. Just the, the talent of these 
small, sometimes 85, 90-pound athletes. Biles is just <laughs> incredible to watch what she can do with her body. It's just an amazing – she's an amazing athlete. She's the best, the best athlete in the, in the world. country. Yeah, in the yeah. world. In, in, in the world. So, again, um, but nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. And there should be something to see here. Another example, China. So I was in Congress in the 90s uh, into the new millennium. I uh, got out in 2003. And during that time, the Republican establishment, the Democrat establishment, the Free Trade Establishment, the Maryland Chamber of Commerce, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, all Chamber of Commerces were into the business of, hey, engagement, it's China, it's a third world economy. Uh, they're no threat to us. They're not going to be a threat to us. We need to change the playing field to tilt in favor of China. They're never really going to be a competitor again. And, and so we need to glance the other way, turn our heads with respect to uh, totalitarian uh, influences, to uh, what's happening in, even at that time uh, in Hong Kong we saw early on. Uh, authoritarianism, uh, and now today Hong Kong is really in trouble. We've seen a state practice of subsidization. We've seen a state practice of stealing intellectual property from the West. And But again, until very recently from, from President Biden, it's been, you know what? Nah, man, what was the quote? Nah, man, they're not, they're not a competitor. Come on, man. They're, come on, man. Not a threat, man. Well, um, hoping a th- Helping a third world country is a good thing, but China is in no way a third world country, nor has it been for a while. We're supposed to, as Americans, ignore the IP theft, the saber rattling in the South China Sea, the saber rattling with respect to Taiwan. We're supposed to ignore the Belt and Road Initiative, which no one talks about, the Chinese government's investment strategy into 70 different countries around the world, growing Chinese influence. Uh, We're going to get to COVID in a second. But don't believe what your eyes tell you. Don't believe what China is doing. They're not a threat. They are a threat. What politician in the modern era was the first one to truly call them out? Donald J. Trump. Who paid a price for calling them out? Donald J. Trump. You got that right. So, uh, again, the the NBA, uh, forget the Uyghurs, forget... Uh, uh, forget authoritarianism, forget the Chinese gulag. We want to sell jerseys. And Nike with shoes. And Nike with shoes and... And, and the list goes on and we on. Want us, we want people, Chinese, to, uh, Chinese folks to attend our, our, our movies from Hollywood and the whole nine yards. So it is something you're not supposed to see, but it is in your face every day. And believe it. Which leads me to the second... Did you mention the drugs coming from China as well? Well, again, not supposed to see that. And right. again, we've talked about in this show, you used to tell me fentanyl was a drug coming from the south. Uh, not, not coming from the Originally south. Originally, it was through the a ports, mail, right? coming mail, through the ports. Through the mail, mail, right? Directly from China. And now it's coming through that border with everything else. Yeah. All the people, all the drugs, all the trafficking. And the sex trafficking and everything that we've talked about. Uh, China, part two, is COVID. <laughs> what better example do we have of a press narrative, an anti-Trump narrative, a Pump is a, uh, Trump is a xenophobe narrative, Trump is a nativist narrative, a you can't use the Wuhan uh, virus uh, phrase because <laughs> it's racist narrative. 
just ignore the evidence. Gaslighting. Yeah. It's gaslighting. Well, even uh, 60 Minutes had to come out <laughs> and say that there are way too many questions here and this lab is very suspect. If, if nothing at all, at least she came out of that interview recognizing that. But going back to the middle of the campaign, latter stages of the campaign, your statement, which is obviously common sense, it had to be an option, right? Yeah. Not, coming not, from the lab. Yes. Coming from the lab, not nature. It had to be an option. But whenever anyone right of center, when anyone left the center, for that matter, talked about it as an option, it was boom. The bat. <laughs> it was well, always it was, went to the bat. It the ba- went to the, like bat, the bat, but it went to racist, xenophobe, the oh, whole yeah. nine yards, right? Name calling and Name then calling, the bats. denigrating the person, uh, demonizing the person, nativist, the whole nine yards. It was, again, gaslighting. You know it, you see it, you realize it, but. Really? It's not true? The press is telling me it's a narrative. There's another narrative out there telling me what I see, what I feel, what I know, what I read is not true. They've gotten away with it. Although, uh, thanks to um, uh, Senator Paul. uh, Yeah, Senator Paul. Yeah, and Rand Paul. Thanks to Senator Paul that he is really doing a great job of questioning Fauci and trying to get to the bottom of it. Time for Republicans to really step up. You've seen other Republicans from time to time step up on this. Again, it reminds me of the Russia, Russia, Russia. Russia, 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 Russia. Never any proof, but objectively never anything to see, but a narrative contrary to your reality, contrary to what your brain tells you. That's the very definition of gaslighting. And it's certainly been true with COVID and the Wuhan virus. Absolutely. Next, Second Amendment. <laughs> we have, I've, I've changed you on this issue over the years a little bit. Well, that was from way you. back when. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I was a public defender and realized my clients weren't registering their guns in any way, shape, <laughs> or form. You realized that, did you? I did. And that most of those laws only affect <laughs> law-abiding citizens. That's a fact. So you read the plain text of the Second Amendment, yet the left, the plain text is the plain text. It's your brain reads it, it tells you, it informs you the whole nine yards. Now, it's subject to some interpretation, but clearly the right to, to bear arms. But now, it, the whole revisionism movement, led by Vice President, I'm Vice President, President Biden these days, and the gun controllers in the, uh, in, in the Congress, it's all about the vendor. It's all about the weapon. It's all about anything but the criminal, the criminal and the criminal misuse of the weapon. Right. It's amazing. And so your nothing brain about victims. Yeah. Well, nothing about victims and your brain's not supposed to get in the way of this narrative. The brain that that, you know, tells you that gun control has never worked. It, it never really well, will work. It, it, I always liken it to the drug market. Most of the drug market, fortunately, still is illegal, even though they're trying to change that. But it's illegal. It's an illegal market. And yet look at how how this, this country has flourished with drugs. Same thing. If you took away all the guns, what would happen? Well, of course, there'd be an illegal market for it, and it'd be flourishing. And the vendors who've done, again, gaslighting, the vendors who've done everything right, right, comported with the law, they're now being demonized when they are literally not, not part of the problem. But again, it's the narrative, the dominant media narrative, the, 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 
vendors are bad, the people who own guns are bad, blah, 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 blah. Classic example. Uh, and then finally, our old friend, in quotes, inflation. We're children in the 70s. Oh, we remember the gas lines. We remember, we remember large numbers associated with inflation. Absolutely. Interest rates, huge numbers. And we've all taken Economics 101. We know there's no more significant, more dangerous, more ugly tax on the poor than inflation. It, it, uh, it, it cheapens your dollars. It cheapens your income. And it makes poor people poorer. So we have... And you have less jobs and, you know, down the list. Da- down the list. So you have today, again, gaslighting. What you know, what do you know from, forget Economics 101 in college. Not everybody went to college. Just what you know, common sense. You have all these dollars, all this federal spending, trillions of dollars of new debt, chasing the same goods and services. You see now actual numbers with regard to inflation spiking up, yet the powers that be in no, Washington, they say, no, you don't. the congressional leadership, okay. the president, it no Best big economy deal. ever. Best economy ever. Inflation, nah. It's a blip. It's a blip. With regard to this blip, a continuation of this economic behavior, these economic policies will result in clearly a further spike and more consistent inflation. Again, the worst tax on the poor you can think of. It is, again, a classic example of a narrative from the press, a narrative from the press just repeating what the Democratic leadership, what the progressive leadership tells us. But again, your brain knows, your brain sees, your brain reads. Your brain, by the way, is with you when you go fill up at the gas station or go buy groceries and you see the spike in goods and services. Oh, definitely Americans are feeling it at home in their pocketbook. No question about it already. And people are angry about it. You know, again, here we go. We're going to those uh, the 22 election, and uh, there is a, a large group of people that are being silent right now, but they're, they're going to have a very loud voice. And the Democrats, in contrast, are going to try to control through more COVID. Well, we'll get to that in future shows. Yes, Our, our little theory about the return of this variant and uh, a now renewed vigor, a new enthusiasm for uh, additional mask wearing and potentially uh, additional uh, closures, uh, potentially kids kept out of school again, yet another month, half year, year. We see that. That's another show. In fact, we may do that next week. Boy, I sure hope that does not happen. But there's a bottom line to this show always, and there's a bottom line to these last two shows, which is think about question, critically question, when you read headlines, when you see the daily news, especially these days, especially since the Trump era began, not all news, but a lot of headlines are a function of narratives. A story written by the press taking selective facts or sometimes no facts at all, but leading you to a particular conclusion, typically on the left, typically on the left. The right does it too. Clearly, there are there are pundits on the right, Fox News, Wall Street Journal, and all that. But the dominant news media today, the narratives on the left that use gaslighting, that tell you you don't see the diminution of those lights, which was the original movie, the original stage play. 
Well, whether you like it or not, the outlets that are right-leaning are at least trying to get the facts out to shed light on the gaslighting. Yeah. And I like this term, gaslighting. I think it's a, it's a good one for people to try to use. I hear people describe it as the world is upside down. <laughs> and when they say that, when my friends say that to me, this is a good time to say, you know, it's gaslighting. They're trying to convince you, no, that to ignore what you see and hear and how you really feel things are happening because you're feeling it. My friends are feeling it as heads of households or in their business or whatever it may be. And they're actually feeling it on the ground. Bottom line, call them to account, call them out. If you're a college student on campus going back to school these days, if you're in high school, you see a leftist teacher try to use this methodology, particularly gaslighting, call them out, stand up. Stand up for what your brain tells you is right, your values, uh, your political philosophy, your thoughts, your opinions. And we know, we know that's hard to do because of cancel culture, but please recognize that you have to stand up in some sort of way. There are some ways that you can engage a conversation if you recognize that you can't engage that conversation and that you're going to be part of that cancel group, then, then we get it. There find other ways in which to do that, and, and part of that is supporting great candidates out there. I'm glad you made that point, babe. We're not tell, we tell our, our, our kids, you can't engage every day. You're going to see this stuff a lot. But if you think it's hurting you, if you think it has resulted in unfair grade, if you think it's egregious, there are many groups out there today willing to go to bat for you, go to bat for speech, for your rights, for the First Amendment. So, and lawyers. And First Amendment lawyers are out there. Free lawyers from these groups. Right. So it will, won't cost you a deal. It may cost you some Twitter followers. It may cost you being ostracized. It may cost by, you a neighbor, too. <laughs> it may cost, but you know what? If it costs you a friend, they're not your friend in the first that's place. That's right. So that's the bottom line this week. And uh, next week, more stuff. Plenty of stuff these days, my dear. So follow us on Twitter at Earl Bottom Line, at Bob underscore Ehrlich, and at Kendall Ehrlich. Thanks for listening, everybody. Godspeed.